Hello! Hi. Welcome to another episode of the Tabletop Trio Podcast. I'm Bob. I'm Joe. And we've got a good one for you today. We just got back from Philly. So fun. It was quite the experience. <laughs> it was a hefty weekend. It was, there was a lot. There was a lot going on this weekend. A lot going on, but we're going to recap everything we saw, everything we did over the two and a half days. Give or take, yes. <laughs> three days. To, it, we'll get into it. Yeah, a lot um, happened. Got a lot of cool stuff. Indeed. We're going to go in depth with that. So some of it's back here. We, uh, some we, of it's over here. We interviewed <laughs> some of the coolest freaking people. It was... And got to chat with the people who have the coolest jobs ever. Yeah, no, hands down. Like, I, the fact that they get to sit there and play board games yeah. as a job... Well, that, and they were like, how, so did cool. you, how did you, like, how did you get into this? And they're just like, well, we liked it, so we did. And I was like, yeah, I... <laughs> just the dream literally <laughs> the absolute dream like <laughs> yeah they did it so good know. congratulations so good. um so. but yeah we 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 had an awesome time at PAX in Philly PAX unplugged was this past week and they announced it's going back to Philly next year really uh December 4th through the 6th so you can pencil us in for that hopefully yes Unless, you know, maybe I spend the birthday weekend. Eh, fuck it. <laughs> birthday weekend playing board games. Let's go. Um, but, yeah, no, I... That was so much fun. Yeah, the size of the venue was, like... Because I'd never been to, to to PAX Unplugged or anything, and I was like, oh, it's, it's just going to be, like, a shitload of vendors and maybe, like, you know, a little bit of table. I didn't realize it was, like, half table, half vendors. Oh, yeah. Like... There was so much happening, um, which it, it was just like you just kept walking. And as you walked, you were like, oh, and then there's that thing that wasn't I here already. How did I not see that before? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it was that and none of that. So it took place at the Pennsylvania Convention Center, which is right there smack dab in the middle of Center City in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's where they have the Philly Auto Show. They have the Flower Show that's like world famous that goes on there as well um there are just so many events that take place in this place yeah and it took over the entire convention center yeah whole thing not just like the main exhibit hall or hall a b c it was all three exhibition halls Mm -hmm. plus the auxiliary area Mm -hmm. plus the entry like the grand entrance they used yeah it was it was everywhere it was everywhere it covered so many city blocks of Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> getting in was the wrapped around the entire building. Yeah, I and and full disclosure, the week before PAX, I threw my back out like an idiot. I stood up, and <laughs> my back's like no. Uh... So I was dealing with that, and walking around the city. We we took the train in, walking around the city. Didn't do too great for my back. Not not so much, no. At all. Um, but I survived-ish. Um, and when we got there, we got to the entrance that I took last year. Mm-hmm. Because last year they had everyone enter down, I guess. It, it's, it's hard to describe on camera mm-hmm. where it was, but for Joe, 
when we were like the media areas, yeah, where we came in after we got lunch the first day. Yeah, it was, it was like the, one of the sides of the building. It was all the way down that side. Like if you kept following the building down, yeah, it was all the way down that way instead of the grand entrance that we went in this year. Yeah, I was. Uh... It was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot, so, of, a lot of walking. So when we got there, I'm like, all right, Joe, we're going to go this way. Because I, I I know Philly fairly well. Used to work in the city, all that kind of stuff. I'm like, all right, Joe, we're going to go here. Mm-hmm. We get there. They're like, oh, no, the entrance to pick up your badge is at 12th and Market, mm-hmm. which is like three blocks south. Yeah. Which is basically where we came from. <laughs> yeah. We, we got off the train <laughs> at 8th and Market. And we walked up to, like, we walked up a couple of blocks on Mm -hmm. 8th and then across the street. Yeah. And they're like, nope, you got to go back to market. Yeah. So whatever. No big deal. We walk there. We get to one of the the purple shirt enforcer people and they're like, all right, everyone gets in the same line, but the line starts that way. Yeah. And we're like, okay, cool. So we follow the line. We make a right. Line's still going. We make another right. The line's still going. Mm-hmm. We make a third right. Line's still going. And we find the end of the line. Mm-hmm. It's at the entrance of the building. It's right next to the start of the line. It literally snaked. It snaked. Around the building. Around the entirety of the block. And then around, once you got to the entrance again, it it did like another, like a little swoop. And then people were walking in the other direction to go basically back around the building again. Yeah. It was like watching the real life human version of Snake. Yeah. On the old Nokia phones. Yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> it was a lot of people waiting. And it was one of those things where we got there, and thank God we were behind a couple of vendors mm-hmm. because we got in there, and there was another enforcer there, and they're like, hey, we're vendors. Can we go in? And he's just like, yeah, go ahead. Like, yeah. And it was one of those like real subtle. And Joe and I are behind him. We're like, hey, we're meaty. He goes, go for it. Yeah. So we just. We just skirted in God, oh God no, it was great. which like, I, I don't want to be that, that person, but we had interviews lined up. <laughs> we did. We were genuinely afraid we were going to miss our first interview at 11. Yeah. We, we, and we, we tried to get there. We got, we got there like what? Nine 30 at nine 30. Yeah. yeah. We, we thought we'd have plenty of time, but like nine 30, we'll get in, we'll get, you know, get in around 10, 10, 15, and then we'll. We'll get everything going, yeah, and then get we'll lay the land. Yeah, we'll we'll hook up our camera stuff. I'll get all strapped up, and then we're we're ready to go. And then we just keep following the line. And I was like, Bob, if we, if we have to wait in this line, I think we're gonna have to cancel the interview. Yeah, and we're both <laughs> freaking out. So thank you so much to the enforcer that was right out front and just said, Yeah, go for it. You're good. Yeah, who who let media and and vendors through? Because oh, that would have been we were we were canceling that first, yeah. and and we weren't. You know, we weren't looking like some kind of schmucks. They're like, oh, yeah, we're totally media, right? Yeah. <laughs> we had shit. <laughs> I had my full backpack worth of equipment. As we were walking, the, the there were a couple of ladies who were walking by the street. Um, and like, there were a bunch of people in line just holding cameras and stuff. Because, like, you know, whether you're media or not, you're going to be recording oh, pack yeah. stuff. It's, it's a lot. Well, especially you know. even if you're a YouTuber yeah, that doesn't lot. have YouTube or doesn't have media credentials. You're still gonna go, right? Still content, still stuff. Like, and uh, there were people walking around. And she's like, "Oh, are you a YouTuber? <laughs> like, I seen you on the internet. I I watch stuff like this all the time." And then, um, you know, that was like a couple guys with like the the stick gimbals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were right behind her, following for a while. And uh, when we went to go turn, she went to go turn out, and she noticed 
my backpack full of stuff. And um, she was like, oh, you do that too? And I was like, yeah, we're actually, we're media. We're going in now. She's like, oh, where can I find your stuff? I handed her one of the cards. <laughs> All of our social media links are right here now. There. Right, oh, right there. Right there. Which you might have noticed. New overlay. You can see more of me, it's, which may or may not be a good thing. It's this way now. As I went like this and realized nothing is there anymore. Uh, so it looks fresh. It looks clean. It does. I, I really like it. We are bigger. We are <laughs> We are more of us on the screen. More of us for your screen. You're welcome. Or something. Uh, <laughs> Emotional, <laughs> damn it. Just, just not, not great. But so we finally get in the packs and we're standing in line. We finally make our way through and Joe almost murders like five people with his tripod. Yeah. You looked like, so, you know, the, the Legend of Zelda games, you know, the, the traveling merchant beetle. It was like a giant pack. He's got like shit hanging off of it. Yeah, and was, that was me. You were literally Beetle. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, absolutely. And I can't tell you how many times I, I'm just like, Joe, just walk in front of me. And I'm I'm holding on to the tripod, <laughs> like steering Joe. Because <laughs> one person behind us in the line at packs, she's like, hey, just so you know, you almost hit me in the face like four times. Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> that was after we were in line for like an hour. Mm-hmm. And my back started to sweat. So I took one of the straps off. So... I I basically had the um the war uh stick like mm-hmm. so I I bought a monopod slash tripod um and it's all aluminum and it goes to like 7 feet high or something it's but, a stupid height but when it's it's all shrunk down it's about 3 feet so I had it in front of my bag in like a little spot in the front so it's not in the bag it's like in front of the bag and it was just kind of hanging just you know about to here above my back um, and I thought I had it sh- straight up in the air, but it turns out as we were walking and traveling and train and all that, it, it started to just kind of like lean. So then at some point it was just off to the left. And then once I took the other strap off to kind of like cool my, my spine, that's when it was just way out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just, just flailing in the wind right yeah. at eye level too. It was right at eye level. Uh, but the MVP of the whole weekend recording was the tripod. It really it was. It was so worth it because, you know, usually we bring, like, the big tripod that we normally bring everywhere. And um, it's plastic. It doesn't weigh a lot, but it's plastic, and it doesn't work that great. Um, some of the pieces have been over-tightened to try to make it stay, and so they have snapped um, so we kind of just hope for the best when we use them. Mm-hmm. This new one is full aluminum. It feels super sturdy, but it only needs like eight inches of ground to put like the tripod, uh, feet down. And it, it packs when we were, there were that many people walking oh around. It was just, I mean, we would have never been able to use the regular <laughs> tripod, which needs about three ish feet. In all mm-hmm. directions, um, it, we, people would have been knocking into it left and right. Oh yeah, and and it was great too with with how not cramped, but how confined and tight space was, especially at some of the not smaller vendors, but some of the vendors who only paid for like yeah, the smaller the ten booths. by ten booth. Yeah, that probably would have been next to impossible if we had 
one of our like old tripods that we used for like Boston mm-hmm. and the other salt shows. Yeah. Like going forward, I will never use any other tripod for live events. That thing was just, and then I could pack it back up. Uh, like I said, to about two and a half, three feet. And then I was using it for B roll footage. Cause I could just hold it like a wand and kind of like roll the camera around and, you know, pick, pick it up in the air to oh, kind of yeah. get like scooping shots of uh Well there was the one the one B-roll shot you got where you extended it all the way and then just held it straight up in the <laughs> air and you're just rotating it like this. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> so I didn't look at that footage yet. We'll see what happens. It'll be interesting. Yeah, if if I got the 360 about 10 to 12 feet mm-hmm. into the air. <laughs> um and we that that I think one of the coolest parts of doing packs aside from going around and seeing the vendors, seeing the different games, what they had to offer, what's new and what's coming, mm-hmm. was just being able to chat with some of the vendors. Yeah, everyone was just... I mean, I know we say it all the time, so, like, sorry, but um, everyone was just really nice. They were just... Yeah. It doesn't feel like anyone was kind of, like, an asshole about anything or, yeah. like, this is our thing, buy it. Like, it, it never... I mean, maybe we just got lucky with who we interviewed and you know what, what we were, but I mean, we were walking around to like kind of all the booths. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you know, we, we had our, um, our interviews kind of set. We had our, our six interviews um, scheduled. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, while we're there, if we're walking around, maybe, you know, a couple of the, the people just want to do like, you know, quick five minute interviews just live. So we were just yeah. walking around and talking to people left and right um, to see if they wanted to do just like on the spot interviews. And we ended up getting a couple. Yeah, we did. And and we got a lot of people who had, and it was different every single interview. Yeah. It wasn't the standard. So tell me about your game. How did you make it? Bah, 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 bah. There was a lot of other things. Like one of the biggest things that I love talking about on the show is what you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Like what, are you the guest, you the viewer? What is your passion? What is the thing you love to do? I want you to share that passion with us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And going to PAX, you can see what everyone there was passionate about, whether it's their game, their small business. We met those uh, those guys who do the laser engraving. Mm-hmm. We got to watch them laser engrave right in front of us. Yep, did an interview there, and we I got some really cool B-roll shot of them Laser engraving, because when I laser engrave, it takes minutes <laughs> to do anything. But they have one of them fancy laser engravers, and it took like 12 seconds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think the guy was saying, I don't remember if he said it in the interview. By the way, keep an eye out on our socials, YouTube, uh, TikTok, that kind of stuff, where we're going to be sharing the interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, He was saying that basically they had like a small amount of stuff went on Kickstarter for it Mm -hmm. and bought everything that we saw there. Yeah. With the money they made on Kickstarter. Yeah. They said they were never negative. Everything that they got was through Kickstarter and then have been, um, been able to upgrade, upgrade via, which is so cool. Yeah. Like amazing. And and in today's day and age with starting a small business and all that kind of stuff, you're going to go into the red. Yes you're going to hit the negatives, but with them, they had some of the gear mm-hmm. and they said, Oh, well we made all of this money. Let's upgrade the gear that we have to get a better product and give us the ability to 
you know, make what we said we would make from Kickstarter. Yeah. And they did. And that was one of the coolest pieces of equipment I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, I knew what it was about, but I still get excited about it like a five-year-old because, mm-hmm. like, you know, laser go burr. Yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. Dude, <laughs> I love that. racing. I love that on the spot they were making custom meeples for people. So you could buy your meeple, and then they would laser engrave your name or whoever's name onto the meeple just mm-hmm. live. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, um, when you've ever seen a board game piece that just looks like a, a normal, like, stick figure human that's just kind of like, meh, that's a meeple. Um, so they were basically doing custom meeple with magnetized feet. So you just stick them places. Mm. It was the guy had it on his shoulders like parrots. <laughs> I, 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 li- I liked, uh, they were selling straight up shoulder meeples. Yeah. It was so cool. That we should have gotten one with our logo on it. I know next year. Well, we, so we, we planned on going the next day and then, you know, that, that whole thing happened. <laughs> so, well, um, but yeah, but before we get into that Monday, yes. what did we do Monday? We saw a lot of really cool things. Monday or Friday? Sorry, Friday. Friday. Not Monday. It's like Monday we did racing, and I was bad at it. (laughs) After that, Friday. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So, Friday, we got in, like we said, did the whole thing. Uh, The first people we talked to uh, were a couple of guys who have a few different board games out. And the coolest thing about it, as soon as my phone wants to actually pull up the interviews, I believe you. Uh, Dead Alive Games. Yes, they have a series of three games that are all in the same apocalyptic universe, mm-hmm. and it was a cool concept because it's not post-apocalyptic like you see with like Fallout and those other games. Right. It, it was, was live apocalyptic. It was yeah. It was <laughs> Apocalypse Now, not Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that just looked like uh, felt like an as seen on TV, right? Apocalypse now, <laughs> now, and if you order in the next ten minutes, oh, what's that thing? It's my apocalypse, <laughs> and I want it now. <laughs> but and it was so cool how in that game people are getting this mysterious disease, going crazy, you know, all that sort of thing, and they have a spinoff game for like beginners and people to get like families to get into the game Mm -hmm. universe called cyber pet quest. Yes. Where you play as a team of pets, their owner has gone missing and started experiencing symptoms of whatever this disease is. You have to, as your pets save your owner. Yeah. Which is a really cool concept. And all the different pets have different abilities and all that kind of stuff. It was really cool. Really interesting. Uh, really cool concept. I think they said it was going to be out soon. I don't think it was out yet. Uh, I think it launches on Kickstarter in January. Yeah, so soon. So if you're interested in that. They do have an open beta currently on Tabletop Simulator. They do, yes. So you have to check it out. I'm going to have to get Tabletop Simulator now that I have VR. You 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 don't need it if you don't have VR. You can just play Tabletop Simulator. Mm -hmm. However... Flipping tables is so much more fun when you could actually just grab flip the table the and flip the table instead of pressing a button. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm buying. I'm, I'm definitely going to be buying. That I have tonight. it, so just let, let me know. Um, but I, I love how many companies were on Tabletop Simulator mm-hmm. because, I mean, you don't... The thing about Tabletop Simulator is you buy the game and then it's whatever is 20 bucks, I think, or something like that. It's really cheap. Once you have it, everything in there is just like community mod. Yeah. 
mods. Like they're it's Steam Workshop content. It's free. It's you, they don't make any money on it. But so many board game companies said like, oh, we're working with this developer and this developer and one of our friends is a programmer and they're programming the game for Tabletop Simulator. And I know, that's that's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I love having board games and I love like some of our friends have this game and some of our friends have this game and, you know, everyone has like their their pile, their hoard, but sometimes not everybody wants to buy seven copies of the same game if you play with a certain group of people. Yeah. So I like that they kind of are just like, if you want to try it or if you want to whatever, or, you know, if you want to beta test it, yeah. here it is on, like, just on Tabletop Simulator. You can go yeah. play it. You can go see how you like it. Or perfect example of that is you were telling me you've been playing Gloomhaven. Yes. Baby's first Gloomhaven. But <laughs> you don't necessarily want to buy Gloomhaven. Right. Because you're already started playing it. And it's what it, that's a good, a good situation. Right. Like, you know what? I kind of want to play Gloomhaven, but like, yeah. So it's, I don't want to buy it. It's yeah. one of those things kind of like, um, they're, they're in the same uh, position. It's an RPG style game. So, you know, you, you're playing a game, but it's not like Monopoly where it's one and done. You're out, you know, mm-hmm. the next person you know, load up a whole new group of friends, you're fine. Gloomhaven is an RPG. You set your group of people and then you start playing the game. And like, you're modifying the books. Like you're, like uh, we unlocked something through one of our plays opening up a card. Um, One of our players happened to match the card type. Thus, we got multiple choice questions. We answered the question, I guess, correctly. And then they're like, take sticker... A6 or whatever, and put it into, you know, B7 on the map. So you open up the map, you take the sticker, and then you place on the map a new piece of board, which now unlocked uh, a whole mission for us. That's so cool. So, like, if another person comes in to play that game, you can't. It's yeah. you. You've already... You've changed it. It's, yeah, and it's, now you're just like, what <laughs> the hell is going on? So I know they said, like, it's one of those things where you come in and you can play over and over, but it's with different characters. So like my character might die. So another character might come in, but if you came into our game, you might start at a lower level than where we're at, Mm -hmm. or you might start at a higher level than where we're at. You know, it's, it's always moving. It's, it's like that kind of like you, that's so cool. So it's, 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 it's one of those things where how many people do you know who are going to have the same copy of that game? Maybe if they had multiple people playing, different groups but like if we had our one game group playing the one game then we only need one copy of the game yeah (laughs) oh yeah so that's you know if you like board games and if you like rpgs there's a reason it's got like a 9.6 or something on board game reviews it is so fun i was actually so 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 sad because on sunday we had an interview scheduled for one of the developers of Gloomhaven. Mm-hmm. I don't think I told you this. I emailed them back because, you know, family emergency had to do the thing. They emailed me back and they were like, let me know if you want to reschedule just to like a future date and we'll do something. We'll, we'll figure out something to interview. Perfect. So we might still have that interview. Um, I don't know if it'll be through Zoom or if it'll be through uh, something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. 
but just you know uh really cool of them to to reach out and not mm-hmm. be like you know oh well you, you lost your chance yeah eh, oh well it sucks to suck <laughs> yeah so no, i i think that would be so cool to do just to kind of you know talk to them about that yeah because gloomhaven is super fun and it's or at least sounds like it'd be super fun. It's you know? super fun, but it's super in depth, and I just want to know how they figure out like the balancing and 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 stuff like that. Because, like I said, it's it's basically a video game, but you're playing on a, a board game. But it's it's a video game. Like your character is leveling, you have That's to like so keep cool. track of your loot and buy stuff in between rounds, mm-hmm. and then remember that for when you set the game back up. That like, oh, I need this card because I I paid for it, and Jeez. like it, it. There's so much going on in the game. It's crazy. Um. But, you know, that, that, I guess that brings up, um, the, the hall of the weekend. <laughs> we, so we got a couple of things. Just a few. Joe, more so than me, I bought Fire Tower. Worth it. And I bought the deluxe edition. You did. So it came with the expansion that offers buckets and gems and, yes. um, a big old fire thing that's like this big it's but, huge but i picked up the best piece of fire tower you did which, you have a which con is exclusive <laughs> the con exclusive champion card <laughs> oh my god i um i love that that's a thing i i absolutely love that that's a thing i have the card uh it's in my bedroom you know, I got to keep it safe. Oh, of course. You have to have that thing under lock and key. <laughs> so we were, we were talking to the, I guess they were the owner of the game, the developer. Yeah, I guess they were one of the developers. And uh, we were talking to him for a while and, you know, we were just, ta- and he's like, uh, how do you like the game? And I'm like, it's it's one of my favorites. It's the reason he's buying it. Um, Still have yet to play it. And he goes, uh, have you have you won? Like, who, who, how, who how's it going in the house? And I was like, oh, we keep it in the house. The first game I won, the second game my wife won. So we, we, you know, we keep it in the house. Victory stay here. And um, he started laughing. And he goes, you know what? Um, I don't hand these out often. I, I, there's only so many of them in circulation. But, and he goes and he reaches back and he grabbed a, a con card. And it is, if you are the champion, uh, when you start the game, you start with one extra card. And so you'll always have one extra card. But if you lose, whoever win. Uh, wins gets the card so they were talking to us about how like some of the cards go traveling and like Mm -hmm. apparently somebody lost it in an airport not like physically lost it but like lost the game to a guy in an airport (laughs) and thus had to give him the card so someone was like uh you should rfid track those like air tags so that we could be so cool and the guy goes Damn it! I wish I thought of that before I made them. <laughs> it's like, where's George on those dollar bills? Yeah, like he should put like a QR code or something in there so you could scan it and tag like where it's at. Right. But um, he gave me one, and I was I was like, that's that's really cool. But that's, that's so cool. I don't know. That kind of sums up the whole weekend of talking to all the vendors and stuff. Is that they are just really like nice people who, you know, like mm-hmm. oh, here's a thing or like. How many people just gave away pen, uh, pins to us? Like, yeah. oh, thanks for, for talking to us for, you know, whatever here. And, and they gave us. Yeah, Fire Tower gave us each pins. I have so many pins. It's right behind the camera. There's like a pile of pins. Yeah. <laughs> and like I started putting all of them on my, my lanyard yeah. that I got. So we had that. We had um, uh, Gnome Dad or no, Dwarf Dad. 
Dwarven Dad. Yeah. The one cosplayer that we're meet that we're hanging out with at the uh, the media table. Yes, yes, yes. Um, got a pin from him. Got another pin from somewhere. I don't remember. Like, <sighs> it was just so cool. Like everyone, and yeah, we talk about it all the time with the hot sauce community. How friendly and genuinely passionate everyone is. Yeah, it was, and they just love sharing about that, like their passion and sharing about their ideas and and just talking to people about it. It's so cool. I love that we were. Um, so we signed up for one of the interview things and we thought it was just an interview and it turns out we were actually beta testing a game. <laughs> I, I would even consider it alpha testing at yeah. this point. So they were like, these are the pieces we have at a playable state. It is nowhere near coming out. It is nowhere near ready. Like the, some of the pieces don't even work right. They're just here cause they're placeholders. It was still a really fun game. It was awesome. And the guy was talking about. You know, oh, I had um, I had this idea, and I got this from this game, and this from that game. I mean, he's talking about, like, the last 35 years of games, mm-hmm. and just pulling, like, I liked this part, and I liked that part, and I, I liked this part over here. And, you know, that, that kind of, I guess that kind of sums up a lot of these games, was a lot of companies were just like, I had an idea, and I went with it. Yeah. And... People liked it. <laughs> yeah. And the, the game is called Star Driven, um, and they said it should be out on Kickstarter next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's you're basically exploring space. Yeah. There was this ancient race that left all this technology in the, in the universe and vanished. Mm-hmm. And now all the different organ, uh, colonies and groups of people are searching the universe for this technology. Right. And... It's your job to go out and find it. Yeah. And it, that's kind of the base story of the game. And It was simple but complicated, which is like the perfect kind of, you can get in going easy, like really simple, but to master the game, you're going to have to play it more than once. Yeah. I fucked up real bad on mine. <laughs> uh, I lost real bad. Bronson so. went hardcore into that game. Yeah. Well, I, I tried to go in with just missiles and bombs and then realized that my group of people were not missiles and bombs people. So that was that was a mistake on my part. <laughs> I feel like too that that's one of those things where if it wasn't just a demo and it was a game that you had and you could look at the different factions and mm-hmm. learn you probably wouldn't have made that mistake. Right. You know what I mean? But it's a new thing. But the coolest part about that is at the end he's like, "All right, what do you guys think?" Yeah. And he wants genuine feedback he doesn't want to be oh yeah that was so much fun yeah get a load of this this game fucking sucked it was what do you think how do you think we can change it what yeah. do you you know what about this what about that yeah like we had a like couple the issues auto, the auto builder thing for the the rebel bad yep. guy ship yeah we had uh, we had a couple issues a couple of uh exploits not well yeah there were a couple exploits um and then there were a couple of like short sites on my side that made it just kind of like if this happens in the game <laughs> you are gonna get railroaded the entire time mm-hmm. so like they were like okay I gotta make adjustments for this and you know when we were play testing we didn't see that but I know how this faction works so I would never play like that but people who were just getting into the game like now I'm realizing we have to change this and we have yeah. to change that and it I don't know. It's really cool to be a part of that. Yeah. It's really cool to like 
when it comes out on Kickstarter, A, kickstart it because it was a lot of fun. Yes. And B, be like, I I helped with that. Like, yeah. I, I was able to help them hopefully come out, like, and if we look at it when it comes out and be like, that one, that's from us. <laughs> that's the Joe rule. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we all did sign up to be play testers yes. for the game. So we are going to get the email and be able to beta test it more and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, another cool thing is you mm-hmm. got to talk to the folks at Rollercrit. I did. I was I was able to chat with them. I tried really hard not to fail girl the whole time because I love Rollercrit. Uh, for everyone here who doesn't know who Rollercrit is, uh, they are... People who uh, used to be ThinkGeek, and then when ThinkGeek got bought by GameStop, uh, a lot of the people who left went and formed Rollercrit. So it is like the core members of ThinkGeek are Rollercrit, which is why they had like the Bag of Holding 2.0 there. And I want that bag. It is such a good bag. I hate the fact that it's $150. It is. Because holy fuck, I want that bag I know. so bad. I know, it's a really good bag. It makes me, every time I think about it, I'm like, but I don't need a bag. And then yet every time I'm like, I should just get the bag. I'm like, literally so, sitting there thinking, I have a fantastic bag. So behind backpack, you, there is. But I want it. Um, I don't think you'll be able to reach it, but there is a little bag. It's It's about yay big, yay tall, and it's got foam in the front. It's on the bottom. I don't think I, I don't think you're gonna be able to reach. I think it's on the other side. But um it is the Think Geek um portable bag of holding. It is the um the con bag of holding. So it's literally meant for cons. Yep, there it is. There he is. There's the guy. And I used it for D and D books and D and D sheets for pretty much its whole career. So yeah, this is the Think Geek bag of holding, as you can see, the SDCC 2016. Yes. And all the badges are Velcro. Oh, that's cool. So you could always... Here, throw it on the uh, the close-up camera. Yeah, here you go. Sorry for the dust. It's, uh, it's aged. So here is my OG uh, bag of holding. This is the small one. This is the one meant for cons. So this is the one people kind of bring for, or used to bring for... Um, for the cons for like buying a book or buying a board game or, you know, whatever you might need. And like, you could just grab and Velcro everything on here. And, um, so when you go to cons and stuff, you see, they were always giving away patches and stuff. Mm -hmm. That's what that was for is for you to stick all your patches in the front. So I used this for years, uh, with my D and D stuff. So their new bag has even more space, but you can see you got your dice bag. Well, I used to fill this with dice cause I'm, uh, a goblin, but um, it had everything I needed to kind of be like portable. Uh, it still holds up great, so of course I'm going to say that the new bag of holding is great because this thing got abused and still works great. So, um, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm really excited about it. Oh yeah, I want to get one, even though I don't. I know I don't need it. I'm looking at the website rollercrit.com for the bag of holding. There it is back. And uh, it looks 
I, I just, I want it. And the customization that you could do now yeah, with there's it, so much with stuff. like different straps and like charms and that kind yeah, of they, shit. Like it went, it's just so cool. It went really hard on Kickstarter. So they unlocked a shit ton of items. Ooh, and it could be both a messenger bag and a backpack. Yeah. Like I said, oh, they, no. they really, they kind of did everything. And it, they had the little waterproof baggie. You guys will see uh, when we do the interview that she did like the whole rundown of the bag. Um, they are also the developers of one of my favorite board games, uh, Heroes of Barcadia. And it meets FAA standards for a uh, yes. carry-on. Yes, they made sure it was a carry-on size. That's so cool. Um, I love Heroes of Barcadia. They had it there. Uh, they actually had the straws, which were new, so I bought the straws. Um, Heroes of Barcadia is a drinking game where your life is tied to your pint glass. <clears throat> so as you take damage, you have to lose health, a.k.a. drink your drink. Um, no, it's way down there. Don't even. Uh, yeah, I see it. There. So um, they release straws with the health bars on the straw so that if you are playing the game somewhere else and you only grab the cards, you could go like to a bar or whatever, grab your drinks, play at the bar, your health is now your straw, so you could still play the game. Oh, that's You cool. don't need the pint glasses. So that's why I bought the straws, because um, that was just a really good idea. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, you could play um, basically doubles, like a Mario... Like, uh, Mar- like Mario Luigi kind of thing. Well, like Mario Tennis, where, like, you know, there's two on a team. Oh, yeah. I drink, you drink. <laughs> Here's your straw. Jesus. We're the red player, so on and so forth. You know. Um, so many options. Yeah, I, I thought it would be fun. So I got that. Um, but again, really fun. I got stickers from them. Their stickers are so funny. Um, I love some of the, the, the get. What, what's the one, the, uh, the, the uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia reference? The gang rolls for initiative. <laughs> that might have been my favorite sticker I saw at the con. Yeah, I, well, I bought one, but yes. <laughs> it was just, I laughed. I laughed really hard, and I was like, that one, give me that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And they were like, if you get two more, you get a a fourth one free. I'm like, can't can't argue with that pricing. <laughs> free is for me. But um, I did get some more games back here. We did do uh, yeah, we, ha- we have a bunch of interviews, which um, like we said in the beginning, we'll be rolling out. Uh, I have to do some heavy editing, um, to add all like the B roll and stuff. Hopefully, the audio came out good. I think it did, but you know, I'm a professional. There's always a chance. So ho- yeah. Hopefully, it went it came good. Um, but. I'm really excited for the interviews to come out because um, all the interviews were really, really cool. All the, the things we were interviewing was really cool. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad we kind of got, um, you know, everybody yep. we squared got, out. We got a media copy of a board, of a game. Yes. Uh, so we're going to be doing that. We're going to probably play it one day on, maybe not on stream, but we're going to play it, record it, and then post it and then give our you know, review and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, what else do you want to show off here for oh, the folks at home? There's if a you're lot. an audio podcast listener, first of all, thank yeah. you. But make sure you check us out, uh, YouTube and Twitch as well, Tabletop Trio, and you'll be able to uh, get us and actually see all the pretty stuff that we bought. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll do a little haul Instagram photo. Yes. <laughs> Joe's stuff. Um, this one, um, uh, I'm really sad we didn't get to interview. Uh, we, I saw them, uh, late Saturday 
Um, and they actually had the actors were actually dressed up. Oh, that's in like cool. in like noir, like gangster. The the women were all wearing like the dresses. They had like the fake cig- uh, cigarettes and stuff, and like the long stick things, and uh, they all had fake New York accents. It was hilarious. Yes, um, especially in Philly. Yes, yeah, <laughs> right. And um, the, so they give you the whole shtick in character about the game. Oh, um, that's awesome. This was a Kickstarter game. It's called The Big Shuffle. Um, it is a film noir card game. Um, it is so simple to pick up, but was so fun to play. Um, so they had a Kickstarter. They ended up getting like 400% on the Kickstarter of what they asked. Damn. Um, and then they rolled that right back into the product. So I will show you one of the main reasons I bought it. Um, it, I did also get the expansion packs it comes with. So it comes with, uh, or it doesn't come with, you have to buy, uh, the Above the Law expansion and the Red Light expansion. The Each expansion comes with an extra, like a new character card. I think there's six character cards to start with. So if you do the two expansions, you'll get um, eight. Uh, it also introduces patrolling because, you know, n- noir. Uh, and then the other one introduces board games like uh, poker, blackjack, and roulette. I don't know how it works. We weren't playing it. It just seemed interesting, so I bought them. We're going to learn eventually. Yeah, we- we'll learn. The reason I bought it, and I, yeah, oh yeah, you could see. Ooh. The edges of the cards are glitter red. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, and like they Holy said, like cow. the, um, they said, like the card stock that they used was like, real like good cardstock and you could feel it that's like high-end cardstock they were like listen we went over the kickstarter we went over what we were supposed to but we're gonna push it and like put it right back into the product to make sure that like everyone has a good experience and then on top of that we're gonna make sure that our box could fit the two expansions right out of the gate so that you don't need a new box and i was like thank you and i was like thank you thank you so much. And then this is the play mat uh, for the game. So you have your uh, midtown, uptown, and downtown. So I didn't, you didn't need this to play the game. I just, A, thought that it looked cool. Uh, and B, I love the film noir. I like that it was actually uptown, midtown, and downtown, like the top of the city the under of the city and then like the, the main street with like the theaters and diners and stuff. I I like that they did the art like that, but it also for people who um, don't know, or um, like my wife is a really good example. You read the instructions. You have no idea what you're doing. Oh yeah. Same. They make videos on how to play the game and like them playing the game so that you could just go on YouTube, look at it and then be like, okay, got it. Now I understand how it works, but we ended up playing uh, you know, with them. It's a short game. It's it's not a long game. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one of those things where there's like a ton of ways to win. Um, and just, I don't know, it, it felt like it was, it was strategic enough that like I could screw you over because everybody has cards in their hand, like plus two or minus two, a.k.a. your, um, your hired guns. So like if you go to move a scene from midtown to uptown to win the game, because you have to line up your set of agenda into midtown. Oh, so okay. 
It might be like, you know, the police officer in uh, the police station with whatever. And that's it's the who, what, where is how you win the game. Oh, cool. So you have to line up my agenda to what it is to win. So if you don't like a card, you have to move it either to uptown or uptown or downtown. Okay. So you'll say like, I'm going to move, I want to move that card uptown. And then you need four. So you have your, your four, whatever you need three, whatever it is. The next player could be like, I don't want that card to go downtown. I'm going to hire my goons minus two. Now you can't move the card, but I might actually also want that card move. So I'll be like, you know what? I'm going to help you out. Plus two. I'm going to give you a couple of my guys. And that's how the game functions. That's so cool. Yeah. So it's like, it's so simple, yet so not simple. Mm-hmm. And I it's wanted simple to. as simple as you can, as, 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 uh, as you want to make you it. want it to be. Yeah. So I wanted to go back on Sunday. I wanted, I told him, uh, which it sucks because we didn't get there, but I wanted to come back Sunday and basically have them do the whole spiel again, but like on camera for an interview. Um, but then, you know, obviously that didn't happen. Um, but you know, we, we might still hopefully reach out to them and see if they could do something. Um, cause I, I really want the game to have some attention because mm-hmm. it, it was a lot of fun, like genuinely a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so that was my, that was like my new game. I don't know what it is purchased, but I'm going to, I'm going to buy it cause it looks a lot of fun. Um, the other two that I have here. Which you can only see one. Yeah, you can only see one at the moment. Uh, thanks, uh, new overlay. Um, were games because um, one is for me and my wife. It's a two-player game. And I was absolutely sold on what the guy was talking about. I think you were there for that. Oh, yeah, I was there for um, that. Which I will explain in a second. And the other one is because my wife is an absolute whore for this game right now. <laughs> Uh, and they came out with a legacy version, and the box was so shiny and beautiful, I had to buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, there you go. You can see uh, so pretty. the entire box is foil or holographic, up to you for what you want to call it. But um, this is Sagrada. It's usually a dice game where you basically have to put dice into... Uh, uh, puzzles slots and make sure that you do it in a certain way to get the most amount of points. And you're basically it's m- it's essentially Sudoku with dice. Yeah, with dice and colors without having to do like the Sudoku rules. Yeah. So there are rules, but not those rules. And you're basically uh, painting stained glass. Is the gist? Like your dice is like pieces of glass. Um, this is the Sagrada Legacy Edition. And instead of using just dice, it is basically also half coloring book from what I'm understanding. Um, the main pieces, it's four players, and um, it comes with, I think, eight colored pencils. So you actually are doing puzzles, but also with colored pencils. So it's not a dice game only you are literally drawing. And that kind of goes into the Gloomhaven thing where mm-hmm. once you play this game once, you are no longer playing this game anymore. Yeah. Um, which is why yeah. they sell the campaign <laughs> reset, <laughs> AKA new books. <laughs> and the best,
best part is that you, we walked up like, oh, Sagrada. And you're like, there's a Legacy Edition. And the guy's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you oh you didn't know about the Legacy Edition? I was like, no. <laughs> he literally gave you no choice but to buy the entire booth. He did. He really he really did. He just he's just, just like, you need this one. Everything up. Oh, you need this? You need this? Here's the expansions. Here's the extension. Yeah. Here's the reset kit. Here's this game. Oh, you haven't heard about that game? You got to get this game. Here's this. It was amazing. So the other one is Fog of Love. Uh, it is a two-player game. And I was like, he's like, have you heard of Fog of Love? And I'm like, no. never, never, Literally never heard of it before. What's it about? And he goes, it's a two-player game where you have, uh, you know, two people in a relationship. And you could help each other out and, you know, play the game cooperatively and do everything right and you know have a good time or you could just be the most toxic human being to your partner up to you it's in the game <laughs> and i was like again you've sold me yeah. and then uh love say less i need this yeah say less i'm in and then the uh the add-on for that one is uh, Fog of Love, Love on Lockdown, <laughs> which I guess came out during COVID. It had to. <laughs> Even reading like the back, it's like, oh, there's a threat to your relationship. Yeah. Bah, 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 bah. So the funny thing about this is after I'm like, yeah, I'll buy it, he goes, which one? And I went, whatever do you mean? <laughs> it seems like there's only one game. And he goes, no, there's multiple covers. I was like, what? Is it like different games? And he goes, well, there's the straight edition. There's the gay edition. And then there's the lesbian edition. You let me know what box art you want. And I was like, oh, um, I guess we'll do the straight one. I, I guess like that's the one it's for me and my wife. So it's that one. But, <laughs> um, you know, really cool that they have options. That's like, really cool that, that, that like, they're, you they're know. inclusive with that. And it's not just like, oh, here's a game for couples, but like. You know, I'm sure you could pretend it's, you know, it's a, a gay relationship or, or what have you. But no, they actually made the cover art to represent the relationship. And that's that's I, really cool. I actually don't know if even in, because um, it, it might also be the boards. Oh, There okay. might be like two guys on the boards or two women on the board. I don't know. I didn't I didn't look because we were in like kind of a, yeah, and it's still a sealed frenzy. Up. Yeah, it's still sealed up. Haven't played it yet. I haven't opened it. Can't tell you. Um so those are the those are the board games that I I acquired. Mm -hmm. um, the last thing that I acquired uh, was, out of all places, cooking stuff, and not just cooking stuff. <laughs> the best cooking stuff. The <laughs> most eldritch, ridiculous, freaking awesome cooking stuff. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I don't know if the guy accidentally or not accidentally. I don't know if the guy intentionally signed my thing, Dan Marino. I didn't look yet. Um, but one of the guys looked like Dan Marino. <laughs> so I, we, I was talking to him for a while. We did an interview with these guys. They were hilarious. Um, and then we were just hanging around the booth because I wanted stuff. So in hanging around the booth, other people started coming to the booth because camera... And then, you know, yeah. I don't no, know people... These guys have a camera. What are these jackasses doing? Yeah, so people come over. Um, and I was like, I just got it. And he goes, what? I'm like, 
you look like, I was like, who do you look like? Why can't I? It's Dan Marino. And he just goes, hey. <laughs> so these guys, they're on Amazon. You can find the books already. Um, he goes, I might, I might sign yours, Dan Marino. And I was like, I think that'd be hilarious. Um, but you can find these books already. They, they are very popular. Uh, while we were interviewing them, they were like, we usually float between two and I think eight on Amazon's like bestseller cookbook list. Um, except on Halloween where we beat Snoop daddy and we become number one. (laughs) And I laughed really hard. Um, but the difference is if you go to one of the cons with them, they will sign the books. So all of my books were signed. Um, the coolest part. So here is uh, the first book I got. It's the Necro Nom Nom Nom. <laughs> yeah, let's see if I, there you go. So the book is gorgeous. Um, it is like bumpy, like holographic, like everything about the book is pretty. Um, let me see. He did not sign Dan Marino. Uh, so one of the guys, so there are three dudes. So you have... Uh, the head chef, who is the guy who looked like Dan Marino, you had the game guy, the guy who did like the, the marketing and the game and stuff like that. Um, and then you have the third guy, which was their artist. When they were doing their signatures, two guys just signed. The artist does, I'll see if I can get it. There you go. Does full-size doodles. Wow. On a random page on every book you buy. So that is so cool. Um, so this is the first one. I laughed really hard at the recipes that are in here. Um, cause like they're just really funnily named, um, like sacrificial lamb, the grape old ones, uh, new England damned chowder. That's amazing. (laughs) Like, you know, the names are really funny, but also um, they look really good. Like the, the recipes actually look good. Uh, dining trapehedron, trapsohedron. Um, but like the art is fantastic in these things. Um, everything about them just screamed fun. Mm-hmm. So that was the first one was the Necro Nom Nom Nom. Uh, then we have the Necro Munchicon, which is all snack food. Uh, again, beautiful book. Um, evil looking sandwiches. Yeah. Unspeakable snacks and terrifying treats. So again, uh, two signatures from the artist. And then I think this one's on the back. Yeah, it's on the back page. Here we go. Yeah. It's like, I'm in a show and tell. It's like a little like Mothman kind of demonic thing. So that's another, um, doodle from this one so this one is all like snack foods um and stuff like that again the names are hilarious the art is fantastic um you know it's it's all like your i'm not gonna say your typical stuff um but you know it's all like ghouly and oh that's so cool yeah like mind flare parasite yeah thing there could only be one i said it <laughs> So, listen, I didn't even make this one. Uh, 
bring this tartan delicacy to the slavering. So I, I love the sign of knish. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, a lot of fun. Pick your brain. That, that makes sense. Um, so that was the last recipe book uh, was these two. The third one that is that came was uh, the Lovecraft Cocktails. Ooh. Uh, again, very pretty book. Very, very pretty book. And I love how it's all embossed and raised and yeah. all that kind of stuff. The art on this that page. That might be my favorite art. Yeah. He went he went heavy on this one. Um, and uh, the coolest thing is, like, yeah, he's the artist. I get it. Um, when he was, he was showing us some of the, like, he had, like, the full book with him. Like, the, um, like, the, the sketch pad, I guess. Like, the, the big, like, I guess it must have been, like, a 20 by 32 or something like that. Damn. Big sketch pad. And he's, like, flipping through, and he's, like, yeah, here's, um, here's one of the things that, like, I sketched all pencil, uh, and then flipped to one of the pages in the book where it was, like, fully... Like, you know, in there and colored. But, like, it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. And I was like, that's so fucking cool, like, that your hand and brain could do that. Because yeah. mine can't. Yeah. What fucked up shit have you seen to make your brain go this? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I can think of fucked up shit, but, like, when I go to draw it, it's like, that <laughs> doodle. Uh, so, you know, and then they came out with, um, I'm going to say hands down. The coolest, um, whatchamacallit, the cook, the cook thing. Apron. The, the apron. There's, there's the word. <laughs> um, it, it is hands down one of my favorite aprons. Uh, I had to buy it almost too quickly. Um, I threw my wallet, uh, at them. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So this is the apron. Oh, that is so good. So it's it so actually good. comes with a hood. So it is a hooded apron uh, with their necronominom, nom, 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 uh, on it. And it's pretty comfortable. But I just love the, the hood that goes to nothing. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it is absolute, And it's one of those things where I'm picturing that like it's dark and stormy. Mm-hmm. making dinner. Someone walks in. You're just like, I've been expecting you <laughs> covered in blood because you're dealing yeah. with like some kind of like really like Turkey, like Turkey or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, just, it's so good. So I, I, you know, I had to buy it. I, as someone, they were like, <laughs> for him watches, you look both metal and wise. Yes. I am neither of those things. Uh, <laughs> so I just, I love the whole concept about it. When we walked over there, this is not one of our interviews that were supposed to be set. But they were like, oh, um, we were like, would you guys want to do an interview real quick? And they were like, sure, what's your podcast about? And I'm like, we do anything you can do on a table. That's, that's kind of our shtick. Uh, but like, also, we do cooking episodes because we love cooking. We love D&D stuff. Uh, realistically, you're in our wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, like literally everything you do, we do. Yeah, so they were like, oh, yeah, absolutely, let's do that. So it, it ended up, 
it, it, perfect. And I think these guys are out in Pennsylvania. I don't think they're. I don't think they're that far out. The only thing that I'm sad I couldn't get a hold of was these guys sell rum. They have their own rum, and it was being sold in uh, the Reading Terminal Market, right? Yes. Um, and I wanted to grab it. I was going to grab it on Sunday. Again, didn't get there Sunday. So I'm going to have to find it on the internet because <laughs> they sold rum, and I love rum. So I have to get some rum. Um, but I, I love everything about these. Uh, the books are really cool. I love that they signed everything. Uh, they were signing it on the spot, which is why it took so long. Um, we were kind of just loitering mm-hmm. because, yeah, to sign two things goes quickly. But then you have a guy literally like doodling a whole sketch on every book that you buy from them. So uh, it ended up like, you know, you got to wait like 10, 15 20 minutes while you wait for him to kind of finish um, your sketch. But, you know, while we were there, we were kind of making a commotion and laughing a bunch. So people kept coming up and then like other people started buying stuff. Mm-hmm. So they ended up like, you know, they threw in a couple pins for us and, and uh, like a little badge for us from them, which is really cool. Um, I was looking so. to see where you can buy their rum, but I got as far as their Amazon listing and I was looking at their art. Yeah. <laughs> And that's as far as we got. They have something <laughs> called Kuth Kuth or Kuth Kuth. <laughs> Instead of Kuth Kuth, it's Cthulhu. Yes, it's Kuth Kuth. I think uh, it's in one of the other. Yeah, anyway. It, fantastic book. It's just, yeah. it's so good. I we I think this might have been, I love all of the hot sauce shows that we go to. Yes. But this might have been the most fun one we've done, save for yeah. my back pain. <laughs> yeah. So, well, on top of that, uh, so once you left on Saturday, we walked around for a little bit. We kind of, we did, we went with these guys. We met these guys for the, the big shuffle. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then we kind of like circled back. We had like a couple hours, but we already kind of walked everywhere that we were going to walk for today. So we ended up meeting with a, a couple, like a group of friends and we ended up playing a couple board games. Cause so in the, the PAX arena, they had like pretty much. I'd say about half, a little less than half, was all vendors. Board games, dice, trading cards, uh, minis, you name it, it was there. Yeah. If it was, if it didn't have an outlet attached to it and it was a game, it was there. Yeah. Um, but then they also had, like, a whole Pokemon tournament section. They had a whole Magic tournament section. They had a Pokemon booth. They had a Magic booth. Um... They had uh, a game library. So they had a board game library where you could actually check out games. That's so cool. Like a library, play them in the board game area, and then check them back in. That's um, awesome. So like that's where, what they were doing, the, the group that we were with. They were checking out games in and out um, to play. Um, so the, the vending side of packs. this is something that I did not know going in. I didn't know that either. So I, this is the second year I went and I had no clue that existed. So the the vending side of PAX starts same time as the other side of PAX, which I think was like nine, nine thirty, somewhere there. Yeah, about. somewhere like that. Um however, the vending side closes at six and then the non vending side goes until like midnight or like twelve thirty or like something insane. So 
you could like rent out all these board games and the tournaments and all this other stuff 